Hey, Schmazettes, you're listening to Listen. Listen with Patty and Emily. I'm Patty. And I'm Emily. Five, six, seven, eight. Patty and Emily most obsessively talking about all your favorite Broadway shows. Patty and Emily thoughts and comedy from Broadway super fans. From Broadway super fans. Welcome back. Us? Uh, oh, yes. <laughs> We're back at it after a one-week hiatus. Yeah. Less than, <laughs> I guess more than a week, but less than two weeks. <laughs> mm. There it nice. is. We went to Flea. Flea was hard this year, you guys. Flea was weird. I, ha- I mean, like, I really hope that the way that it was set up is because of what your theory is about right. the construction. And That's that it's the only, rumor on the street. It's like a one-year temporary thing, and it's not going to be like this again, because it really was not good, like, the way no, it was set it was up. Difficult. It was really difficult. Like, only, it really didn't hit, like, I sort of was like, oh, I don't know, whatever, every year is different. And then when I was editing our footage, that's when I was like, holy shit, like, we barely got to get into most of the tables, and, like, every table was so overwhelming. And, like, yeah, when I sat down and edited that footage, and then I was like, oh, man. <laughs> we yeah. really struggled to, like, even get to tables. It, yeah, everybody was, like, penned in. You couldn't get around to the side of the tables. Mm. Yeah, it was just really crowded and frustrating. Mm-hmm. And even some of the people that I talked to later, because I stuck around for a little bit, I met up with our good friend, Kevin D. Daly, and, Mm. like, everybody was a little just like, eh. Yeah, there wasn't, like, a lot of, I don't know, there just wasn't a lot of super exciting stuff. And maybe there was, and we just didn't know because we couldn't get to the tables, but it didn't really seem like, I don't know, even the cup selection this year. Yeah, I had them all. <laughs> I mean, that's not their fault. No, not at all. But, you know, if there had been like cats cups, maybe I would have gone for it. Mm. But also not. I mean, I don't know. That's you the other thing is I cup though. I can't. I do, don't but you? you know, you can yeah. always maybe. Well, you sure. always have that's more true. Cats also, because cups. those I mean, cats, cats cups are fun. black, I'm sure they'll peel. Mm. Good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It's also weird. I just my like desire for like junk is um, well. So that's my question to you because I never really bought anything, but still enjoyed looking at all the things at Flea. You always were looking to buy. So does that change? Like, like you like maybe next year when we go to Flea, do you have to adjust your mindset to that? Not that you didn't this year, but. I don't know. I don't know if that changes your enjoyment of it. Because I never, I like barely buy anything. So I go into it expecting to not buy things, you know? Well, I think, I think, no, I think just not being able to get to the tables was what, like you couldn't even look at anything. And there was plenty of times where I actually found things where if I had lots of money or was still like in the mindset of like, I'm going to spend money and buy mm-hmm. things or, or yeah, just in the mindset that mug. I need stuff, you know, there was, mm-hmm. yeah, there was plenty of stuff I could have bought. I could have walked out of there with like an armload of stuff, but 
I literally spent the last two days like going through my like a ton of stuff and literally just making piles of get it like get rid of and mm-hmm. just trying to get rid of all my possessions. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe next year we can have a table with yeah, all my stuff. Maybe. <laughs> I have some and stuff. everyone can buy all my posters. I don't have as much my... stuff, but I have some stuff. Yeah. I think we could definitely fill a full table with only my stuff. I have a lot of <laughs> That's stuff. That's probably true. Like, I have a lot of shit. Like, I have a lot of Broadway shit. I've been going through what? everything and just being like, wow. I just have a lot of stuff, and I'm ready to get rid of all of mm. it, so. I did go back to the Disney table before yeah. I left, even though it was still pretty early in the day. But um, For that Newsies newspapers? Yeah, but they had sold, which or they were taken off the table. Who knows mm. which one? Um, but I was happy about that because if somebody's willing to pay that, then it should go to them. Totally. Also, what would I do with that? Look at it. <laughs> what the fuck would anybody do with I it? I would look at it a lot. Stage your own production of Newsies <laughs> with it. Mm. I'd be like, make my boyfriend be one of the Newsies. And I'll be like, we're just yeah. going to throw this back and forth and see. <laughs> <laughs> that is some weird role playing. <laughs> And sing for once and for all. This is what's happening tonight. Hey, man. We all got our shit. Everybody's into their own things. The weird thing is that we would both be newsies. Like, I wouldn't be Catherine. That's not weird. Well, no, it's not. That's not weird at all. (laughs) Why would it be weird? There's nothing wrong with the straight woman having a gay gay male fantasy. Mm. Oh, there's definitely (laughs) nothing wrong with that. I certainly wouldn't be Sarah from the movie. (laughs) Right, right. She's the worst. Well, I hope, I mean, so, I was thinking, when was the Roseland one? Because we have been doing this. <sighs> this was our seventh year going to flee. Mm. And recording. I think Roseland was like. Was it the year before that? Was it 2009? I think it was like, yeah, I think. Because I didn't no. go to that one. I think Roseland was 2008, maybe. Okay. I definitely I went know, to 2006 because that was when I first Because 2009, if it was in September of 2009, that was the month that 9 to 5 closed. And I definitely don't think... Oh, maybe it was. Maybe it was in Roseland Ballroom. And it was like just like a week or two. It must have been like two weeks after 9 to 5 closed. And I like... I'll, I'm trying to like remember... If I, like, I feel like I saw Stephanie J. Block from across the room and, like, had sad feelings. Mm. <laughs> but I don't remember. I'm t- I'm seeing what some- year was title yeah, of show? it was 2009. Yeah, that makes sense. Because wasn't title of show was the season before that? And Susan Blackwell was making a video. And she wouldn't have been making a video for Broadway.com before title of show. No, no, not at all. So it must have been 2009. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I think I, I did see like, Stephanie I, J. Block from across the room, and I mm. was like, I love you. Because mm. <laughs> I was thinking, like, that I went every year, but I definitely did not go every year, because I didn't go to that Roseland year. Yeah. And before that, I'm not sure. I know I went the first year I moved here, because it was the first thing I did. My friend Brian told me about it, and I was like, that sounds cool. And I went by myself, which is very uncharacteristic of me. Especially at that time, because I don't know, I would I could go now by myself and know that I would run into a million people. Right, but um, like that's also 
but I was like, I'm going to check this out. And then I took an awkward picture with Anthony Rapp. Yes. <laughs> Anthony Rapp. Oh, my God. And I watched the auction for so long. I was, like, fascinated by that auction. Was Jen Cody auctioning things? She's so loud. (laughs) Which is good, you know? That's a good thing to be when you're leading an auction. Mm. I don't don't know. She she must have. She does it, like, every year, so it must have been her. Yeah. That's, like, her one of her favorite things, I think. Yeah. According to her social media. It seems fun. I would hate it. You would hate it? I would hate it. I, I would sure. hate it. I would not enjoy doing that. Well, I hope it's better next year. I love the flea. Me it's too. a lot of fun. Because even yeah. because you had to leave, and I stayed mm. for a little bit, but even, like, there weren't even that many people there because I think a lot of mm. people came and were like, no. Yeah, like, yeah. People that we knew anyway. Right, no, Definitely. I think I would love it if, like, I know it's all, like, so much memorabilia-based, but I do feel like the years when there's lots of, like, fun stuff to do is when there's shows that set up tables that have, like, activities that are show-related, which, like, oh, obviously yeah. is, Remember like, can the, you make like, more of Lisa that? Strata Jones. Right? Like, stuff like that. Like, that stuff is fun, like, interactive stuff, and that's just sort of, like, I don't know, encouragement for shows that are going to have tables to, like... Those, you know, the tables that have, like, you have to spin a wheel, and then you get a yeah, Leah Salonga mask. Spin? Was that I mean, just I think, Allegiance? Was that? I don't know. I mean, there's but just all sorts exciting. of, like, but yeah. I think that's also really would have been any of those things is, like, a thousand times more difficult to do when the setup oh, is well, the way it well, and that's probably why, because they were like, heads up, everybody, right. you're not going to have like, a lot of space this yeah, year. Yeah, like, yeah. So, you know. Like, they just built that whole new, like, pedestrian walkway. We couldn't have used that. I know. I know. Well, you... you gotta kick out those Elmos. It's Times Square, and they just don't... We, the theater community, don't get no respect. Right. Which makes no sense, because that's yeah. what brings yep. a lot LA. of people to Times nope, Square. Nope. We have a street fair that's, that's gonna like, take up all of 8th Avenue that's just yeah, gonna have... Yeah, what the hell? ...cell phone cases and shawarma. And corn. And belts. And corn and <laughs> mozzarella rape sandwiches. And deep fried Oreos. Yep. And like just fucking Every five scarves. feet the booths recycle themselves. Yep. Yeah. Ugh. But like the Broadway flea market can't like fucking get the full street. Ugh. Like, why can't the Broadway flea market take over 8th Avenue? Like, some of those fucking street markets. Like, those fucking street markets that take up, like, 8th Avenue from, like, Columbus Circle down to, like, 42nd Street. Like, can we get that? Then, if we had that much space, oh my god, imagine the fucking awesome activities we could have. Yeah, how do you even get that? Like, how do those street fairs have money or whatever you need? Clout. Who has more clout in Times Square than? Broadway that is also Disney is a part of. So why isn't Disney taking over this bitch? Because it's for charity and Disney doesn't care about that because it's not making them any money. That's true. Yeah. Disney. (laughs) Capitalism. (laughs) (laughs) Well, hopefully next year's better. Yeah. Moving on. 
to more sad things. <laughs> oh, goody. Today was Heather Headley's last performance in The Color Purple. Mm. Yeah. Sad. Wish I could have seen her again. She was so fantastic. I saw her more times than I saw Jennifer Hudson. Wow. Good for you. Thank you. So rare saw... that you go back to see something more times than I do. Mm. You're pretty busy, like, especially with your Honest Accomplice stuff. I feel like your nights are busier than my nights right now. That's true. I am really busy right now. And it's just one of those shows that, like, whenever anyone's like, what should I see? The color purple. Do you need (laughs) someone to go with you? (laughs) (laughs) When are you going? Oh, I'll just go with you. Yeah, right? I mean, and now Jennifer Holiday is coming in, so I have to see her. I mean, I I want to go see her. I want to see it again. Yeah, we should do it. I want to go see her. She yeah, I definitely need to get my shit together and sit down with a calendar and my mom's credit card and get her <laughs> to buy us tickets to a bunch of shows. Yeah. She keeps mentioning it the other day. She's like, what should we be seeing? What should we be? And I was like, I don't know. Give me your credit card number. We'll fucking figure it out. Like, <laughs> I don't know why you keep propositioning these questions as if I have money. Like. Like, I can tell you what we should see, but you have to buy the tickets. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's funny. I feel like I've had so many conversations with people lately where the just, like, real deep inability to understand the millennial financial situation Mm. is glaringly apparent. Yes. You're just like, I don't. No, I don't have mo- I don't have money. I don't have any money. No money. What? Savings. What's that? <laughs> yep. Well, I did see the color purple again last week and I guess 2 weeks ago now. And I saw more understudies but different understudies. Mm. I saw a different understudy church lady. Exciting. And I saw a different understudy Nettie. And everybody else was in. It's cool. It's so good. And again, everybody was just singing for Jesus. Yeah. Rima Webb took some of those notes up even higher. Like it was crazy. That's amazing. She was on point. Fuck yeah. Rima Webb. Oh, another standing ovation after I'm here. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, she's so good, and Heather Headley's so good, and now she's gone. Oh, God, fucking Heather Headley, man. She's so incredible. I hope, I mean, like, I know that she, from everything her social media said, like, she had a great time. Yeah. So I hope that she will be, like, doing lots of stage work. I hope so. I hope so. I love Chicago. And I'm glad she's happy in Chicago, but I want her to keep coming back to New York. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a rose. <laughs> or if you're in Chicago, do stuff in Chicago. Yeah. And Get to I'll work, go lady. Home and I'll watch your shows <laughs> in Chicago. Exactly. That's funny. Ugh, Heather Headley, she's so great. She's so fucking incredible. I wish she's I had so seen incredible. Aida. <sighs> Me too. Do you know what I was thinking about? I just want to apologize. I don't need to apologize, but 
<laughs> I was listening to Joseph the other day, and I felt I felt I was really mad at myself, even <sighs> though I would like to see Richard Fleischman in a loincloth. Oh, um, because even though it's like a fable, it still is should be cast with people of color, like that entire mm. show, with maybe the exception of the narrator, because right. She's not of the time. Right. So. Because yeah. Africa. Well, because Africa, because mi- the Middle East, because. Right. Even if it's done, like, completely colorblind with all kinds of people of color and maybe a white mm. person thrown in. Right. Here and there. But, like, predominantly right. it should be people of color. Definitely. So, sorry, Richard Fleischman. Sorry, you've been eliminated. And sorry to me for not being able to see him in a loincloth, but uh, I just... I'm sure we'll find find a way. (laughs) True. He could do Tarzan. Yeah. Oh, God. Tarzan. Um, So, I just wanted to, to challenge myself to do better in my dream casting. Yeah, totally. Nice. Maybe uh, it's a little cliche for me to say Joshua Henry, but Joshua <laughs> Henry. <laughs> and a loincloth? I mean. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of options there. There's a lot of options there. Oh, man. Speaking of white men. Yeah. Reed Bernie is playing the lead role in a Tracy Let's Play so hmm. I'm probably going to get real confused real soon. Yeah. <laughs> White guys. Reeve <laughs> Bernie. He was in Casa Valentina? He was in Casa Valentina. Tracy Lutz was in Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf with yes. Amy Morton. Right. Also I loved wrote her. August Osage County. Right. He, like, writes stuff. Lots of stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, so then this is his play. It's going to be at second stage. Hmm. I was reading something that I think it was just worded awkwardly, but it it said that they it was talking about, I think, maybe a high school program that, like, did challenging fair, challenging shows. And it was like, oh, it was about a child molesting teacher. That's what it was about. Cool. <laughs> Oh. Now I remember. But it was like they did um, productions of original musicals like This, This, and the revival of August Osage County. And oh, I was yeah. like, that's what? <laughs> that's really that funny. That wasn't a revival. Ugh. Um, wait, so wait, what play is this? It's called he's Nebraska. In? Nebraska. Oh. I was trying to remember oh, that, what that show Man I saw. Man from Nebraska. Man from Nebraska. Nebraska is a movie. Oh, man. This, I think, Reed Bernie is great. I think from <laughs> our perspective, the uh, this would be far more interesting if not a, a white man, mm. specifically a white man, played this role. 
Maybe right. white, because here's what it is. Ken, a middle-aged man from Nebraska, suddenly finds he's lost his faith, along with his sense of purpose, and goes on a wild adventure to find it. Along the Boy, way, he encounters... so bored by this. Oh, my God. That is literally the fucking description for every fucking movie with a white guy protagonist ever. Go fuck yourself, Tracy Letts. Like, I love you. You've done great work. But, like, fucking, like, expand your mind a little bit. Well, and I'll say this. This isn't, um, like, a new play. Mm, Oh, okay, good. It it was a finalist for the Pulitzer Prize in 2004. So not so long ago, but Mm. still enough of a, a time ago that people weren't pushing those bounds, like, really expecting people to be better at pushing those boundaries. Right. Um, but yeah. (laughs) Oh God. Like a white guy on a journey to like find his faith. I've never, I've just, what else? Like, what could you possibly say that could bore me more than that? Oh my God. I don't know. I don't know what you could possibly say. That's more boring than a white guy trying to find his faith to me. That is so boring. That's precisely why I wanted to read that description <laughs> to you. <laughs> oh, God. Like, talk about just, like, a fucking been there, done that. Jesus. Like, what is there possibly left to explore? At least he's not <laughs> in a country house. Oh, God. Uh, more white guy news. Mm. Prince of Broadway is supposedly again coming to Broadway. Good for them on that announcement. Takes a lot of courage. Yeah, hoping for fall 2017. (laughs) All right, me too. Hoping. (laughs) I am also hoping for that I fucking hope that I I can see, I hope Emily Skinner is on Broadway fall 2017, man. Oh, right? Yeah. Hell yeah. You're like, oh, do I hope for... The cast that was originally announced that included Kate Baldwin, but maybe, mm. you know, maybe um, Hello Dolly will extend, not necessarily with right. Beth Midler, but if it's doing so well, maybe it'll extend and Kate Baldwin will still be on Broadway. Right. Or the really great cast that went to Japan, or is it going to be some amalgamation of those two things and a completely new cast? Who knows? Right. Or is it all going to fall apart and never happen? Or. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I would love to see those love. I want to see. Wasn't LaShawn's in it for a while? Like, there's a lot of people, really great people that have been attached to it at one time or another. So, like, I, you know, I don't Mm -hmm. know that I've really heard anything promising about the show itself. Well, you saw Sondheim on Sondheim, right? I think it's something similar Mm -hmm. to that, which I didn't see. Mm -hmm. It's like scenes from shows that he directed with maybe a little, like, in 19 blah diddy blah Cal Prince directed this musical. Mm -hmm. Maybe? We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Ugh, Broadway bound. Oh, man. I just had an idea for a musical. It's Broadway bound. Yeah. And I just need to write it and hire a team and 
do stuff. But it's Broadway bound. Put it on oh, Playbill. You're announcing that it's Broadway bound. I yep. thought you were saying that your idea for a musical was called Broadway bound. <laughs> <laughs> and in my mind, it would be about a failed musical that continually says that it's Broadway bound. Oh, and it's like, Oh, I want to see that show. <laughs> that sounds wonderful. <laughs> I would it's love like to see that It's like Waiting for Guffman type characters. Yes. Are, like, are Broadway bound, which essentially is what Waiting for Guffman is in the end. Right. But like maybe even a little closer. And of course, the musical itself will never make it to Broadway. Right. No, never. No. Off Broadway forever. Off Broadway, maybe Connecticut. <laughs> oh, man. It's funny. <laughs> uh, another Broadway bound musical. Eyeing Mm -hmm. for October 2017 is uh, something I've never heard of based on a 1988 film starring Shirley MacLaine. It's called Madame Suzatska Mm. and it's starring Vicky Clark. (gasps) Vicky Clark! With Judy Kay and Montego Glover. Oh, what's it about? Vicky Clark is a stern Russian piano player and teacher. Oh. And okay. I don't, uh, I'm like looking to see if that's all it says about it. I don't know. Cool. Sounds like some masterclass shit. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds right. Similar to that. I don't know. Yeah, October 7th. Like- no Broadway theater or specific dates were announced. Some, like, artists struggling with the fact that they're not in their prime anymore. Mm. Bring it Mm -hmm. on. Sounds great. Interested. It's having a Toronto tryout. When? Uh, February 25th through April 9th. Cool. Of next year. Oh, it's a score score by Maltby and Shire. Oh! A new score by Maltby and Shire? What? Oh my god. Jen Tepper's gonna freak out. Wow. She loves them. Weird. Oh, so the people who are producing this are known for a slate of lavish Broadway productions, including oh. Kiss of the Spider Woman, Ragtime, and Ragtime! Which All right, I'll give sense. you lavish. I will give you lavish. Yeah. I laughed at it because I thought it was funny, but lavish is correct. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, Ragtime had the Toronto out-of-town tryout, so that makes sense. Yeah. Cool. Huh. Okay. I don't know anything about this. I think I'll stay away from that 1988 movie because I just sort of mm. want to be swept away by Vicki Clark. Yeah, yeah. As much as I love Shirley MacLaine. Same. We'll see. I love all those ladies. Let's make it happen. We have new news about The Lion King, if you can believe it. New news about The Lion King. (laughs) (laughs) What's the new news? (laughs) Also in October 2017, The Lion King is unveiling a newly configured production so they can go to smaller venues. Oh, and new and new audiences will get to see the magic of the lion. So, like, just like tighter choreography. Probably Julie Taymor uh, is <laughs> smaller like, you know, puppets working on it. Um, less 
Like more, more like character doubling. <laughs> Probably more character doubling. Great. Definitely. A smaller production of the Lion King. Fewer elephants. Now with smaller puppets. Like this. That's funny. Well, new technology. Well, the thing that scares me a little bit is that it's like new technology, not available Uh-oh. before. Which means to me, ah, digital puppets, no puppets. Yep, there's no puppets anymore, or there's I'm no sure ensemble there will puppets. Be puppets. But it'll be like the, um, like the Jesus Christ Superstar iPod dancers. Uh huh, uh huh, and that's how they cut down the ensemble, and that's how yeah. people lose their jobs. Yeah. Bloop. Well, saving money, like and they're the still going to charge the same price for tickets, and oh, the producers well, are going to make the same money. I do like the idea of it being able to go to smaller theaters and smaller cities, sure. who probably don't get a lot of tours in. Yeah, or I'm if curious they do, they're not what the price tours, point difference would be. Mm, that's a good question. And I think Disney would, maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think Disney like does non-act. So. I don't think so. So, like, I'm sure those places get most of those smaller non-equity tours. So, for them mm-hmm. to get a good equity tour where even if there are fewer people in the show, they're at least covered. Hashtag ask, ask if it's equity. Um, that would be nice for them. Yeah. Oh, Julie Taymor. <laughs> What's your life like? Also, for we got a lot of fall of 2017 news this week. Oh, that's a year <laughs> out, guys. I know it. Well, this isn't totally fall, but we're it's living in a Trump presidency by next fall. JK, it's not going to happen. Uh, Remember when we saw Clinton the musical? Such a simpler time. It was a simpler time. It was a simpler time. <laughs> uh. So we have Goodspeed's season for next year, which isn't all fall. It's like, you know, their season is by the year. It's not by, hmm. like, theater season. So they're doing uh, some shows I've never heard of and some boring shows like Oklahoma. They're doing <laughs> Millie, which is fun. Ooh. But they're doing a reworked version of Rags. Oh shit, Patty! I know you're. You have to go to that. I'm very excited. I mean, you have to go to that. How could you miss a rag something in the tri-state area? I know. I. Th- I mean, it's literally not for a year. It starts October sixth. So. <laughs> <laughs> I have you got plenty time. of time to plan how you're going to get yourself out there because it is I a little bit of a trek. Rent a car. Reserve that, that car. Point. Reserve it right now. <laughs> but I'm very excited to see Rags. That's awesome. I hope it's good. I mean, well, my college did it. And I have vague, they're like unfair memories because all my friends were in it. So I basically was like, I love my friends. Mm. And the music is good. So I, if it, the story is nonsense, mm. I'm sure I blocked most of that out. Yeah, I've only listened to the music, and I don't know what really is the story is. It's like ragtime meets Fiddler on the Roof. It's like what happened to right. the... It's like what happens when they're in America, right? Right, exactly. And there's yeah. like an, a, a, a 
it's not the triangle shirtwaist factory fire, but it's like a sim, you know, it's supposed to represent mm. that and that sort of immigrant experience mm. of the shitty factory situation. <clears throat> it's good music though. Charles Strauss, man. <laughs> so yeah. that's happening and I hope it's really good. I'm excited. Yeah. Very exciting. Rags. Rags. Judy Kuhn. Judy Kuhn. Maybe she'll be in that. I don't I don't remember if we talked about this on the last I think we did, but that Judy Kuhn's going into Fiddler. We did. Yeah. I'm still yeah. excited about it. Definitely. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I do I would like to see that revival again. Mm-hmm. Because I only saw complete Fiddler that one time. And this time you won't be scared by the ghosts. And this time I am prepared for that terrifying dream sequence. (laughs) (laughs) Here is another amazing thing that was made just for me. Not just for me. But something that I've been talking about for five years now. Leslie Odom Jr. is putting out a Christmas CD <laughs> in like a month for this for oh, for this season. Yes, in like a month. It comes Maybe out in we'll November. Have 11. a concert you can go to as well. <gasps> I put it on my calendar to make nice. sure I remember to buy it. Oh my god, that's adorable! I can't wait. It'll. It's great. This, this article says it will include its jazz versions. Which, I'll be honest, I love Leslie Odom Jr. I got his album through his Kickstarter thing before ha- before Hamilton fame. Yeah, hipster. It was a little snoozy, I have to say. Well, but for I mean, a Christmas just, just album. Know, we saw Leap of Faith. We know what he's capable of. I know. I know. But for a Christmas album, like, if it's going to be that, like, smooth jazz, I'm totally cool with that. I like a big band, mm. but also that's, that works for me, too. So it, this article says it'll feature I'll Be Home for Christmas, Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas, the Christmas song. It's a Christmas movie. <laughs> First Noel oh, and man. others. So I'm very excited. I swear to God, like, after seeing... Leap of Faith, I was literally like, I need a Christmas CD from that guy. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Ugh, it's like so you, you 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 made that premonition and Jen Tepper made it the Christian Borel falsettos premonitions. True. True. You guys can go into the psychic business together. <laughs> I just know Christmas music. I should produce Christmas music albums. You really should. You could do that. <sighs> I got so excited about this that I was I like wanted to listen to Christmas music, but I didn't let myself. Oh, because you're not allowed to? When do you start listening? November 1st. November 1st. One month. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. <gasps> That's exciting. <laughs> I have to get through Halloween. I go mm. on a European schedule, I guess. Because, like, they don't have Thanksgiving, so they don't have to wait till after Thanksgiving. So when do they start listening to Christmas music? Um, Probably around the same time. Like, Love Actually starts at six weeks to Christmas. Hmm. So that's, like, beginning oh, of November. Oh, like, I hate <laughs> Christmas. I know. I'm sorry. It's funny. 
I love Christmas. If I mm-hmm. lived in Australia, maybe I wouldn't love Christmas so much because so much of Christmas is tied into winter for me. Mm. So who knows? Yeah. That's maybe, actually, yeah. You know, maybe I'd love, mm-hmm. I don't know what holidays are in. Well, the, how do you feel about winter, like January and February? I'm fine with it. I understand like by February, everybody's done and I'm pretty done too. Yeah. Cause I feel like I, that's when I actually like winter because mm. then it's like winter without the obnoxiousness of Christmas. <laughs> It's just like you can like just enjoy like like snow and hot chocolate and I mean, being I'm inside in blankets without yeah. it having to anything to do with like Jesus. Oh well, see, and, and like, I just it's just hot chocolate and a fire and completely secularly. So, <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, this is but so like you have that's like always experience. my problem with Christmas yeah. is that everyone's like I'm not celebrating it religiously. I'm celebrating it sec. Regularly, mm-hmm. but like it's just because you're not thinking about Jesus while you're doing it doesn't mean it's not like a religious holiday. I understand that. And also because I didn't have the experience that you had growing up. So obviously right. that's going to affect your feelings about Christmas. Right. Right. Because it's like that thing where, you know, like <clears throat> you're like, oh, what is Christmassy about this? This is like super normal. And then I'm like, let's have some kugel and some rugula. And you're like, that's weird. And I'm like, nope, that's super, that's real normal. That's very average. <laughs> but it's just because, you know. Yeah. I welcome your traditions. <laughs> I'll make them part of my secular Christmas. Yeah, that's nice. I fucking hate Christmas. <laughs> I, know. I know. I don't welcome your traditions and I want nothing to do with them. No, I don't know. I had fun during the Christmas season when I was in Amsterdam that one year when I was like oh, 19. Yeah? Mm. I, I remember just thinking everything was like it wasn't it was very like low key and just like really like cute and beautiful. And also like the architecture in Amsterdam, yeah. everything's like really like dollhouse and adorable. Mm-hmm. So it reminded me of like, like my grandmother had on my dad's side who celebrated Christmas had, you know, those like little towns, you know, village, little figurine, little, little Christmas figurine village, Christmas village. Yeah, we've got, yeah, that's what Amsterdam, Amsterdam made me think of. I was like, Mm. it's so cute. Oh, if I ever get a house and space for storage, I would love a Christmas village. Maybe my mom can mm. just, like, give me hers because I think she's tired of setting it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we have a Comiskey Park, which is the White Sox Stadium. We have that for the village. Mm, that's hilarious. <laughs> and it, because Comiskey Park sets off fireworks, it has, like, light-up fireworks. Nice. It's pretty great. That's really funny. Mm-hmm. We we used to have two trees. We would have the present tree and the village tree. <laughs> we had a real tree and a fake tree. The fake tree was the presents tree. The real tree was the village tree because, like, nobody could fucking touch it. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> anyway, I really can't wait to celebrate Christmas with Leslie Odom Jr.'s voice. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. need more Broadway Christmas CDs. And I love Carols for a Cure uh they're really they're a little hit or miss because there's so many songs on them which is fine 
Mm-hmm. But obviously, you know, it's a lot of fun and I love them. But I just love a traditional Christmas CD and I need more Broadway stars to do them for me. Thank you very much. Yeah. Leslie Adam Jr. is the hero we all need. <laughs> that was a bit much. <laughs> Something else crazy happened this week that I didn't even realize was one night only until it was happening. Oh, what happened? Grumpy Cat was in Cats. <sighs> Meow. But do you know what Grumpy what did Cat they, did what in What were they doing? Yeah, what were they doing? What was their part? All grumpy... I think it's a she. It doesn't matter. It's a fucking cat. All... It just came on at the end. Oh, just at the curtain call? Yeah. What? It was like a rich person winning Grumpy a walk-on Grumpy Cat didn't even do like a walk-on? No. You couldn't even like be in one number? I mean, the lights might have scared her. Well, that's the problem with it is that Grumpy Cat is not a theater-trained Bill Berloni cat. That's hilarious. I wish I'd been at that performance. I would have booed the yeah, cat. Yeah, what if you like bought tickets to that performance and then you were like, what? Like, well, does anyone... If- was anyone there, I mean, and was there, a, like, an insert, like, a Playbill insert for Grumpy Cat? Probably not, because they were, it's just for the photos the next day. Yeah. But that's hilarious. Wait, was it announced before it happened, or was it only announced afterwards with the photos? It was announced no. before it happened. I first saw it on Lewis Peitzman's Twitter his somebody sent him the press release, but nobody Amazing. sent us the press release. <laughs> We're not important. Why didn't enough. we get that grumpy cat <laughs> press release? Rude. We have important. We could have done a breaking news podcast. We're all about <laughs> animals in the theater, so I don't That's really true. understand. That's why definitely they on brand. Have reached out to us. Very on brand, especially this season. Ugh. I'm still curious as to whether that dog Tinkerbell has seen cats or if it's Mm. like, probably we shouldn't go see this. (laughs) That'd be so funny though. Certainly not with grumpy cat. Mm. This is just, it's getting out of hand. You guys. (laughs) I mean, I, I do find it humorous that like Leona Lewis still had to be in cats when grumpy cat came. Yeah. Like, because she's not done until the 9th, which is next Sunday. She's got a whole nother week of shows to do. So she was, maybe that was the she, last straw. Maybe she found out that Grumpy Cat was She found out it. that she had to share the stage with Grumpy Cat. And she was like, I'm done, you guys. <laughs> I'm fucking done. Enough. They don't even care about my talent. All they want is that fucking cat. It's cats. Oh, man, that's funny. Is there, like, some sort of, oh, do you know who should go into School of Rock? Keyboard oh, no. Cat. Keyboard Cat. That's a good tweet. I'm going to tweet that tomorrow, Listen, you guys. I don't mean to bring it down right now, but that video is really old. It's very that old. Cat. It's from, I know, it's from the 80s. <laughs> that cat's dead. Keyboard Cat is dead. It's so funny. Don't ruin my joke with your logic, Emily. Oh, man. I remember when I, one of my favorite movies when I was really, really young was Milo and Otis. Uh, mm -hmm. And definitely a like trans, 
like a very memorable uh, childhood experience was when I was old enough to have my brother explain to me like how they made that movie mm-hmm. and the the length of like the time it took to make it and how many different like puppies and dogs were mm-hmm. in it. Yeah. And also then me being like basically like basically the the movie like took so long to make like it took like fucking I don't know years they spent years on it there was like a billion puppies in that and then it made yeah. me think about dead puppies oh and then I was like oh, it's okay I still love this movie it's so oh my cute. god I wish they could somehow make the incredible journey a musical but they couldn't <gasps> um why not. I don't know. It made 110 Dalmatians a musical. You just put all the human people on stilts. That's great. (laughs) Do it. You could definitely make Milo notice a musical real quick because there's like no humans in it at all. So come on. True. True. Easy. Let's do it. Very few humans in The Incredible Journey. Mm -hmm. It's mostly just the beginning of and the end. Right? I think I was watching like a House Hunters. And they were like, these are our dogs, Sass, Sassy, Chance, and what's your <laughs> name? It's like the old one. All Sport? I remember is no, crying a lot when the old one was stuck in that mud pit. <sighs> That's like the only thing I fucking remember about that movie. And I all, because it just like was so, so, like, I, I think it's like the first time in my young life that I remember like crying really hard at like a piece of media. Yeah. Because I was like, that dog! That scene is very sad. That scene is sad. He's like, go on without me. You can't save me. And he's just a sad old golden retriever. (laughs) I really, I need to figure out what that dog's name is. That's what I'm doing right now. Hmm. Sassy, Chance, and Shadow. Oh, Shadow. Shadow. Oh, Shadow. Oh, Shadow. All those animals are dead now. Yep. From that movie. Sally Field. (laughs) But, like, I would want them to use, like, real animals and then... People would be their singing voices and their speaking voices. Okay, that's voices. ridiculous. I that's know funny. that's why I initially said it could never happen because that's what my vision for it is. That is like so I want Norm maybe, Lewis to maybe, be shadow. Okay, if you did that, then like you would need it to be like a half hour version of the musical. I know. Maybe maybe they could make an animated version of it and use right, the that voices works. that are in that's my fine. Animated. No How about is. you just have Alex Timbers Shadow. direct it with humans? Yes, that works. I'm sure he can too. figure out something cool. Dear Alex Timbers, I'm going to write him a fan mail with the suggestion. <laughs> <laughs> Please do Homeward Bound the musical. I think you can really figure like out how to make it cool old. with humans playing dogs. He'll be like... Thanks for your letter. I hope you're having a great time in school. Oh, man. Because they'll think I'm a yeah. child. <laughs> yeah, it'll be like that episode of Friends where Joey writes a letter of recommendation for Chandler and Monica <laughs> to get a baby. And they think it's a child. 
It's yep. really, it was interesting that you used an actual child to write this. All right. And then I think they meet him and then there's like an, a bunch of offensive stuff where they think he's like mentally disabled, probably. Speaking of kids, look at these transitions. Oh. Annalie Ashford had her baby and Megan Hilty is pregnant again. Wow. So many babies. Congrats babies to all your baby making. Broadway. That like. 2040 season is going to be incredible. <laughs> Carolee, 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 update! Carolee Carmelo ran a race and then went to the flea market because she's a goddamn celebrity. <gasps> Thinking she's Cynthia Erivo. She's so cool. She's like running a race with a firefighter and then... <laughs> Now it's time for the Audrey McDonald Tweet of the Week. On October 1st at 9.32 a.m., Audrey McDonald tweeted a photograph of two dogs who looked like they could both be Sandy and Annie and said, Hey, Northern Westchester folks, anybody missing two cute doggies? I found them running around our village this morn. Then (laughs) later she tweeted, this is a two-parter, at 9.48 a.m., which is only... 15 minutes later, pup date, which is the best. Crisis averted. Very cute doggies have found their very sweet owners. Family reunited. Turkey snacks were shared. All is well. And a puppy emoji. (laughs) Audra McDonald. Pup date. Saving puppies. Pup date. Audra McDonald. Wins Tony's. Saves dogs. Breaking. (sighs) Breaking news. If I had a dog, I would use, and hopefully in the future when I have a dog, I'm going to use pup date all the time. TM Audra McDonald. (laughs) Yeah. I'm sure she's not the first person to say it, but as far as my heart is concerned, she is. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I stand by that. Oh, she's the best. That's our show. Until next week, you can follow us on Twitter at at Patty, the letter N, Emily, Patty, N, Emily. You can follow us individually at Patty with Y and at Emily Faye Oakley and find us anywhere else on the internet by searching Patty and Emily. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, rate us and leave us a comment and we'll read it on the show. Send us your topic suggestions, questions, dreamcasts, etc. And in the meantime, go go see live theater. theater.